The NFL Week 6 recap and Week 8 look-ahead lines uh, on the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pickup scorchers where you can win 100 times what you put in. That's right. Turn 5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Also brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code uh, CFBX for $20 off for your first purchase. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for player parlays, uh, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by uh, the NFL Second Chance Survivor. A lot of heavy favorites lost yesterday. Uh, so we're giving away $3,000 contest presented by Corey Pinkson and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter just by going over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. NFL Week 6 is in the books, and, you know, nothing happened, really, other than two backup quarterbacks just beat the two undefeated or undefeated teams left in the NFL. Straight chaos, like it always is in the National Football League. The, nothing more true than a week-to-week league in, the, in this crazy thing we call the National Football League. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac. And joined with me each and every Monday on the recap show and the morning show previews that we do on Wednesdays is Mr. Old Fashioned Football, J Mark Football. J Mark, how was uh, Nashville? And uh, did you get some eyes on these games yesterday? Got to see some of them. I, I mainly listened because I was driving back, but uh, Nashville was good. Got to see Georgia beat Vandy and not cover like everybody ex- seemed to expect. Well, actually, the public didn't because that line jumped from 31 and a half to 32 and a half. So clearly mm-hmm. somebody's betting Georgia, but the, uh, the Georgia fans I was with, they said, I'm not going to cover this game. You know that, right? And I was like, yeah, I didn't think they would, but um, shout out to the chat real quick too. Nick fortune probably thinks I don't own enough clothes because I do believe when I saw him on his birthday Thursday, I had the same flannel on. I, I promise it was washed, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got the camo. I'm going camo style on Monday. Uh, there you go. Well, I mean, let, let's get right to it. I mean, just like everybody drew up, PJ Walker, Zach Wilson, no more unbeatens. I mean, how crazy? Yeah, sorry, not no Thursday night yet. Uh, that game was god awful. Uh, we don't honestly probably don't even need to talk about that. But like, it's it, it really is amazing. I got a text earlier in the morning. Somebody, a, a friend of mine, family friend, he goes, man. This NFL slate sucks. Yeah, this is going to be a boring day, and that's when I'm like, we're in, we're in for a treat today because a lot of the, a lot of the same narratives were going around. Like, oh man, Deshaun Watson's out. 
uh, Browns don't have a shot. Zach Wilson sucks. Uh, the, the Eagles are going to roll. I mean, this league never disappoints. No, not at all. And PJ Walker, I had so little expectations of him. I mean, this is a guy that was on the bears before the <laughs> season began, wasn't good enough to make the team. I'm like, there's no way he's coming in there and beating the 49ers. Uh, I guess I was wrong there. I mean, I, I still, I, it's so hard to think that these Browns, this Browns team could be good. Their defense is elite though. Obviously some injuries hurt the Niners uh, in there. Debo, CMC, Trent Williams, all big injuries there. Um, but yeah, who to thunk it? And that, and I guess same story with the Jets. The defense, defense is elite. We're back. We're back to defense wins championships. No more of this high flying uh, Mahomes led type offenses crushing people. Right. This is back to defense winning championships. Yeah, I, I mean, there's only so many Mahomeses out there. So if you, if you don't have one, you better you better bolster up that defense, like you said. And I'm kicking myself because on the morning show, I mean, I took the Browns, but. I, I said, I think my exact quote was when it was at seven when we picked. It, I said, I still like the Browns. I'm cowarding out of it, giving it out as my dog just because I don't know who's going to play quarterback yet. And, 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 and that was one of my best money line dogs last year, giving out PJ Walker and Carolina to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, truly incredible that he did it back to back years. Who says the XFL doesn't matter? Go subscribe, Jay Mark, one of the hosts over at the XFL Gambling Podcast. You might find uh, the next PJ Walker, you know, Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's not too bad himself, probably should be playing in Atlanta. But, uh, Jay Mark, let's get right into the Thursday night game that I said we should skip, but we got to cover everything. Uh, if you had the under here, you won. Yeah, that, that, that was never in doubt. Uh, Kansas City 19 to 8, the Swifties, the Mahomeses, the Kelseys. I mean, everybody's happy, uh, except if you're like me and you had fucking Denver plus 10 and a half and you lose on a 50 yard field goal and 30 mile an hour wins because Bucker does not goddamn miss ever. Uh, ugh, Denver's a mess, man. What was your takeaway if you can even remember this game on Thursday night? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a mess. They are a mess. Um, seems like they got lucky to even score the the touchdown and the two point conversion there. Everything else was pretty shit. I mean, credit to them for kind of limiting the Chiefs, but the Chiefs also kind of looked like they knew they were going to win this game and kind of going through the motions. They didn't pour it on. It'd be interesting to see when these two teams face each other again, which is just in two weeks. Less and than now. If, yeah, and to see if maybe they. Uh, oh yeah, just a week from now. See if maybe they don't get. Um, so uh, I guess just lackadaisical with it all. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City was begging Denver to cover this game. This is yeah. like you've seen Mahomes, Andy Reid. They do they do this all the time where they just kind of go through the motions like, oh, this team sucks that we're playing. Let's just not get injured. I honestly was surprised Travis Kelsey played. I thought they, like from the mentality standpoint, like we're handicapping right now that, hey, we know we're not going to lose this game. Russell Wilson sucks. The Broncos suck. Their defense is a mess. Let's just go through the motions, not unveil too much of the playbook, and move on to uh, the Chargers, which is, I guess, the biggest threat to them by default in that division, even though it's not a default. I mean, like you <laughs> right. said, I think your exact quote was, was there an easier bet to make in the preseason than Kansas City to win the AFC West minus 155 or whatever the hell it was? That should have been like minus 500. Nobody else has a shot in this division. These teams suck other than Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. Travis Kelsey had to play, though, because Taylor Swift was there. I mean, we yeah, had to see Swifties. how much we could get her on Amazon Prime. 
I don't know if you saw the video. I think it was after the game. Her bodyguard was like standing by her car door to let her out. And uh, Travis just kind of shoves him out of the way. Like, I got this. You're fine. And moves him out of the way so he can get the door. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I mean, honestly, it's probably good thing for Kansas City that Kelsey did play. Nine catches, 124 yards. He actually had a monster night. I mean, you yeah. got the Swift, you got you got Swift and Mahomes' wife hugging. I mean, it makes me <laughs> sick. I can't wait till they lose that. Uh, maybe the Chargers can get it done now. The Chargers will charge. They'll they'll have the lead for fifty five minutes and then lose it somehow in the last minute. But uh, yeah, About Kansas right. City, like you said, moves to five and one. They got a home date with uh, the Chargers on Sunday. They win that. You might as well give them the AFC West. They might as well have clinched it at that point. Denver, on the other hand. Uh, they have, what was the last time has Denver covered a game? Yet? No, Denver's not covered one game this year. That is impressive. Uh, I guess, I guess technically whatever number you got it with, with the bears, that could have been a push. Um, or if you got it three and a half, I guess you would have won, uh, or sorry, if you got it three and a half, you would have won with the bears. So either way, they have not outright covered a game. I guess if you're generous, they push once, uh, but they got green Bay coming to town. Do you, I mean, do you see them getting right at all uh, headed into the second half of the year? I feel like they have Wilson's, more talent. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Wilson is not going to get the job done, I don't think. I think he is cooked. He's no yeah. longer cooking. He is cooked. And uh, I think it's time to uh, see what Sidham can do with the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that at least he's going to start getting short because Sean Payton don't like to lose, but – I'll tell you who else doesn't like to lose. Anybody that had a survivor pick yesterday of uh, uh, the, the Eagles or 49ers, but don't worry, at SGPN, they're second-chance survivor. So you have a chance to redeem yourself. I mean, sometimes in life you just need a second chance. You know, I mean, I, Eagles, who, who would have thought that the Eagles or Niners would have lost those games? But they did. It's part of the NFL. Uh, and don't worry, SGPN has given away. Um, a second chance survivor, three thousand dollars up for grabs. Winner take all. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Uh, that's at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And that is presented by Corey Pinkson and the Barking Dog Properties. Um, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team. Also, long Underdog has introduced Scorchers going five for five and pick them. Scorchers and enjoy a spicy, spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited underdog, uh, extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. Jay Mark, do you have a lean in the way that this game is going to play out tonight? We got a big Monday night game between the Cowboys and Chargers. I didn't know if you were thinking about maybe backing the Cowboys in a bounce back, or do you like the Chargers, some of the props there off the bye week? Little A, little B. Um, I think it's going to be a tough night for the quarterbacks. I think they're going to struggle a little bit against the defenses. I got, uh, I'm taking Dak Prescott higher than two sacks taken. CeeDee yes. Lamb higher than eight targets because we know he just keeps chucking it to CeeDee when he's under pressure. <laughs> Um, and I like Justin Herbert higher than 10 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to have to scramble around a little bit. And Austin Eckler is back. I know that Cowboys defense is good, but they've been uh, slipping a little bit, especially since they lost digs. I think that did a lot to their psyche. So I'm going to go Eckler higher than 49 and a half rushing yards. That seems low for him. 
Yeah, I, I kind of like that in, in, in his first game off the bye week, uh, healthy. Uh, right, come on, Chargers, get this done for America. Don't let these guys off the hook. Send them to three and three and make us all happy, especially myself. Uh, play alongside, maybe get a little bit of cash over on Underdog Fantasy with Jay Marks. Underdog picks for tonight's Monday Night Football, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use that promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Moving along in a week six slate, we go across the pond to London where the Baltimore Ravens get it done 24-16. A lot was made out of the uh, discrepancy in the travel schedules. The Ravens went out right from Pittsburgh, more of a business trip for them. Titans didn't go till Friday, and honestly, I thought Baltimore looked like the fresher team. Take care of business. Did you get any eyes on this one? I know you were driving, but it was a standalone game. Yeah, I did watch this one a little bit. I watched well, it was here. I was watching the road, I promise. Um, <laughs> if, if, the, if the wife asks, I promise. Eyes were always on the road. Um, aside from uh, that big run from Derrick Henry, Titans just kind of a mess. Tannehill leaves. They put Malik Willis in. Kind of interesting. No Will Levis sighting. I thought for sure, as soon as I saw Tannehill was hurt, I was like, they got to go with Levis, right? Because Malik Willis has not been great. Uh, he did go four for five for 74 yards, but he just hasn't been great. This was mainly a Henry game for the Titans. And then just the defense not being able to uh, stop the Ravens enough. Ravens still, they didn't look great. I'm still not sold on this team at all. But, you know, you know, you and I both thought they were going to cover this game, and that's what they did. They took care of business and covered. Yeah, I, I think this is more about Tennessee just not being that good a football team, I, I especially now that Tannehill's out. But I will argue Tannehill hasn't been good either. I mean, he was 8 for right. 16 for 70 yards before he went down with the bad interception. I just, I just think that they're very limited uh, in the Tennessee team. I know Mike Vrabel's a great coach. Another great is a home dog. But when you get him out of Nashville, man, I – they're just not that they don't have the horses that they've had in the past. They don't have um, the, the guys on the outside. No DeAndre Hopkins is there, but it's not, he's not the same D hop. He's, he's solid, but he's not, he's not the elite guy, the AJ Brown that they had or, 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 or those other guys that they've had. So, uh, I mean, Baltimore controlled this game from start to finish uh, big, big uh, matchup coming back across upon the teams coming off the London game relatively have been good outside of Buffalo last night. Baltimore's got Detroit coming to them. Battle of a four and two, five and one early window showdown. Tennessee heads into the bye before taking on the Falcons. What, uh, I mean, well, well, actually we'll talk about that on Wednesday. I was going to say early lean in the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Detroit game, but you know, we got to tease that out. We'll talk about that on, uh, Talk about that on Wednesday because uh, that is part of our early morning slate. Moving along, next up. Oh, yeah, here we go. He's <laughs> back. Don Ron's back, baby. Riverboat Ron gets it done 24-16 in the ATL. Uh, skins, I felt like, were kind of fortunate to win this game in the end. I, I thought they controlled the first half, but second half offensively, couldn't really move the ball, got conservative. But Desmond Ritter, not very good. Throws three interceptions all down the stretch, uh, especially back-to-back to end the game. 
I, I mean, Sam Howell, once again, solid three touchdowns. Ritter, three interceptions. I think Atlanta's playing the wrong quarterback. I don't know why they're set on playing Ritter over Heineke. How about you? Yeah, no, I agree. Ritter's had, what, one good game, and that's about it. Otherwise, yeah. he has not looked like the guy. Um, just not getting the job done. I don't know if he's not ready or he won't ever be ready for the NFL, but I agree with you. Heineke, every game, it seemed like Heineke was in it, right? He battled for the team, and the team liked him. He was always in it. So I agree. This this looks like a uh, kind of a lost puppy out there or maybe the the horse that broke its leg that you're going to have to take behind the shed or send to the glue factory because I, I don't think Ritter's the guy. I don't either. And, you know, you really dive into the box score. Atlanta doubles them up in yardage, had over 400 yards of offense, five yards of play. Uh, I mean, they, they ran 80 plays to Washington's 50. But, you know, Riverboat Ron schemes it up, him and Del Rio down the stretch. Uh, we were all over this. I mean, this was my dog in our early morning show. You back Ron as a dog. You fade him as a favorite. Unfortunately, we're going to look ahead. They got the Giants uh, next week in the Meadowlands, and they're a short two-point favorite. My stomach already hurts thinking about that game because it's a can't-lose game, and the Giants all of a sudden are playing a little bit better. Talk about that on Wednesday for Atlanta. This is an interesting bounce-back spot for two teams that need a win because you got Atlanta and Tampa Bay now um, right in the thick of things in the NFC South. They got to go down to Tampa Bay. Riddersill's not won a road game and he finally lost a home game. So looking forward to seeing what these two teams – What? let me ask you this. Was this like the definition of middle-of-the-pack game between these two teams? <laughs> That's what I felt like. I'm like, man, these two teams are so mediocre. It's it's perfect. So evenly matched. I say without offending your team, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, both teams are probably going to be in the hunt for the seventh seed the whole time. So I, I think True. this is another – this is a big tiebreaker game. Don Ron – 3-0 against the Falcons since coming over to the Skins. So, shout-out to the Skins for coming through for us. And uh, Riverboat, survive in advance, back to 500. That's right. All right. <laughs> Moving along, that's enough talking about Riverboat Ron. He doesn't even know he won. Uh, oh, man, this one hurt. Uh, I did take the yeah. Vikings, but I did feel for you. Uh, Vikings hit it done 19-13. You look at the box score, Chicago outplayed. Minnesota, but kind of like Atlanta, Washington, the turnovers, absolute killer backbreaker for the Bears. Um, I, I So I, let me ask you this. It doesn't sound like Fields is going to be back on Sunday. Justin Fields, no. by the way, does get injured. I believe it was a dislocated finger. Thumb. Thumb, dislocated thumb. Yep. What do you think of the backup? Tyson uh, Baggett. Baggett. I can't pronounce it. Agent. Special agent. Agent. Yeah. Um, I thought no, all I, right. so yeah, I sent, uh, Colby Dant, your, your co-host on the, uh, the basketball yes. pod there. I sent him a text at the beginning of the season that what a move by the bears to not keep the Nathan Peterman that they're spending a lot of money on. Now they did put him on the practice squad. He's been activated now and then, but to give that second job to Tyson Bajent, the rookie, a hell of a career at Shepherd University. I, yes. I'm very excited that, uh, yeah, they decided like, hey, this guy's kind of a nobody compared to like the big names. He's not making much money compared to what we're paying Nathan Peterman. But hey, he played better in preseason, so we're gonna keep him as the QB two. I love it. I think that's a really tough position. He got thrown in. Of course, you're down. You're you're trying to rally the team. The the Bears defense in the past two weeks has really taken a step forward. I have been very impressed 
by the Bears defense. Maybe it's the the spirit of Dick Buck is helping out a little bit. I don't know, but yes. they've uh, they've really stepped up and played pretty decent. Um, just very unfortunate that his Bajan's first series, he fumbles the ball. They return it for a touchdown, and that just makes his job even harder. Thought he bounced back pretty well there, but then of course through that interception at the end. Um, you know, I, Fields is obviously a m- much better athlete, much better player, but Bajan is a very good thrower. Um, he, he may actually be a better passer than Justin Fields, not as big of an arm, but more accurate. He's going to get those quick passes out very quickly. That's what he specializes, specializes at. So I think there's a game plan that they can create around him where it's not a huge setback right now. Yeah. And you know, shout out to Shepherd university in West Virginia. I I've been to Shepherd. Uh, it's, it's in the Eastern panhandle and, and Martinsburg. So uh oh this is an easy guy to pull for i dude we're all over the bears on sunday they're gonna beat the raiders oh yeah absolutely i'm sold i'm sold the backup quarterback bounce like pj walker uh this week oh yeah Uh, i can already guarantee that's gonna be potentially our dog on wednesday so so don't forget to tune in uh like you said bears unfortunately dropped to one and five heartbreak city um, they're going to be taking on a Raiders team that's feeling themselves. That, that they're a three-point dog right now. Looking ahead, Minnesota. Uh, they go to Monday Night Football. Uh, they got they got Sam Fran coming off the loss, coming into San Francisco. I mean, what do you think of this Vikings offense without Jefferson going forward? It did not look as dynamic as it usually was. It was more about the Bears' just turnovers that killed them. Yeah, no, Addison and K.J. Osborne can't be a dominator like Justin Jefferson was. They can't stretch the field like him. Uh, Kurt can't just check it up knowing that Jefferson's going to come down with it. So it's definitely a setback. I still think if this Vikings team is serious on wanting to compete this year, which that the chances are getting less and less, they need a better running back. Alexander Madison is not the guy they need yeah. to try to trade. Maybe even like, uh, you know, I saw some things this morning, a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, maybe bring him into town because the Patriots might be ready to fold their season. Um, but if the, yeah, the Vikings want to try to keep up in this division, they're going to have to do something different at running back. Cam Akers isn't the guy either that they traded for. Yeah, the Patriots need to sell after that fucking disgrace yesterday of not covering for us. But uh, yeah, no, I I I uh, like I kind of like the Bears, man. I, I'm, I'm getting optimistic thinking about a Bajent coming in, baby. He's <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna shock the world. He's he's your Heineke. He's gonna how long yeah. is Fields gonna be out? It's up in the air, so um, he can't grip the ball right now. They did. Uh, there was no tears. They put his thumb back in place, but there's so much swelling that he can't grip. He's going to be doing rehab, a, at least a week type of deal, but I've heard these things can linger. It's all about if that swelling can go down, so he could miss two, three weeks. It's still kind of up in the air. Yeah, sit over there, Justin. We we got Bajan. It's Bajan time, special baby. Agent Bajan. It's special <laughs> Agent Bajan in the Windy City. Let's go. Uh, you know, Bajan a week ago, I mean, now he's a starting quarterback for the Bears, but a week ago he probably was on game time trying to find some tickets to these games. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Follow Mr. Bajan's lead and get over to game time. And, you know, you can do what J-Mark did and, and get over to Vandy, Georgia this last weekend, and he got his tickets over at game time. It's not stressful. You don't got to worry about buying tickets months in advance. Planning's overrated because uh, they got killer last-minute deals. Uh, with the best price guarantee, and you can stop stressing about all the tickets you need to get uh, and dropping all the funds. Times are tough, man. So get over to Game Time to help you uh, be able to afford going to these games 
Forget planning months in advance. Game time has the deals right up to the day of the event. And they have the flash deal where they put the tickets right onto your phone so you don't have to scan through all these scam emails. I get too much of that bullshit on a day-to-day basis. So it's great. You get the tickets right to your email. Don't have to worry about it. Snag the tickets without stress in the game time. Download game time app. Create an account. Promo code CFBX. $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off. And uh, get over there. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter with the NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting uh, analytics platform for parlays, player props, game lines, research for all NFL, NBA, MLB, and even soccer for historical data and uh, stats. Any enter parlay uh, with the idea that they could break down each and every leg so that you know the probability, sort all the uh, player hit rates, and you can get the best value possible. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. We are back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Breaking down uh, week six in the National Football League, a chaotic week six in the National Football League. Moving along in the slate, next up, my survivor pick, the Bengals. My God, they did not make this easy. Uh, Bengals get it done, get back to three and three, headed into the bye. They needed it. They have managed. They have weathered the storm of a slow start. Joe Burrow looks a lot better, man. He he had one play where he ran around for like 10, 15 seconds. We were not seeing that a couple weeks ago. But they were fortunate to get out of this alive because, I mean, the, the Seahawks outgained them for the entire game. Uh, Bengals, multiple goal line red zone stops to be able to prevail, get to 3-3. Three and three. The Seahawks go to 3-2. and two. Uh, I mean, we, we buying back in on the Bengals heading into the bye week? Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, it's looking a lot better for them now that Burrow's slinging the ball a lot better, moving around better. Uh, we were on opposite sides of this one on the pick show, and I still think I was on the right side, even though I took work. the Seahawks yeah. to cover. I mean, Geno can't throw those two interceptions. Otherwise, they looked pretty decent. They were competitive. Uh, yeah, I just this was this was a little lucky for the Bengals, but I also I do think Burrow is back. I think they're going to be more competitive now that. He's able to throw that long ball, stretch the field with everybody, and move around in the pocket. So uh, I think they're going to start getting a little bit of a competitive advantage. I I need him to win this division because I have him in a nice parlay <laughs> with Chiefs and a couple other teams that um, seemed obvious at the time. So I, I need them to pick their game up either way. Yeah, like I said, they got a buy after this. It was nice to see T. Higgins back on the field. Jamar Chase is getting more involved, 13 targets, six catches, 80 yards. Uh, like I said, they got to buy, but then right after that, it gets it gets real for them. They got San Francisco and Buffalo, so we're gonna know right away if uh, the Bengals team is for real and they're gonna stay in the hunt. For Seattle, they go back home to the West Coast, where they're gonna have back to back home games against Arizona and San Francisco. Um, you still think the Seahawks are a playoff team? I do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, like I said, Gino just he had some bad luck in this game, but I, this is a team that they're competing pretty much every game. So I think they'll be all right. 
Yeah, they. I mean, they had been really good since that opening day dud against the Rams. I mean, they had won three straight, yeah. had the bye week. So they they probably should have won the game, like you said. I was fortunate to survive my survivor. I got cute. I did. Uh, I knew a lot of people were going to take the Niners and uh, Eagles. I said, give me a short one here. Uh, so I got in on the Bengals, survive in advance. Bengals three and three, Seahawks three and two, and we are moving along. Next up on the slate. Oh yeah, here we go. The game, I was all over. I was all over this game. This was the most letdown classic spot for San Francisco coming off the Dallas win. Everybody crowned them. They're going to go 17-0. Nobody can beat them. Look up Brock Purdy's the MVP front runner. Whenever that is said, they all the team always lays an egg that next week for some reason. Uh, and this wasn't a fluke either. Like, I, Cleveland's defense – completely took San Francisco out of their game. I know San Francisco got banged up, whether it was Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. But the reality is, too, that San Francisco is always hurt. I mean, it's we've seen it the last, yeah. like, four or five years. So that was bound to happen, that they were going to start getting banged up. Cleveland's defense off the charts. And P.J. Walker, I mean, he gave the Niners a couple favors there, a couple turnovers. Cleveland I won the stats. I mean, that defense is elite. I, that's my takeaway, that that Cleveland defense can win any given Sunday, no matter who's playing quarterback. Yeah, and I probably should have handicapped this game a little bit better and, and gone with you here, but I'm so anti-Browns. But you're right, this defense is elite, and this is probably the toughest game that Brock Purdy's had to play so far. I mean, if you think about the, the defense plus the environment in Cleveland, this was a, a really tough, yeah, tough road spot for him even before the injury. So um, it's one of those things that the Niners, they, they always seem to get through these injuries and do all right, and I think they're going to continue to do that. This isn't a, a, a season's going downhill now. This was just a really, really good effort by the Browns to rally. Um, why even bring Deshaun Watson back? You don't need him. He's, he <laughs> kind of loses games for you almost with his his fumbling and interception issues. So keep him on the sidelines. Roll with P.J. Walker. P.J. Ranger Walker. That's uh, right. Yeah, you mentioned it. Purdy did struggle 12 of 27, 125 yards. By far his worst output day of the year. And the weather was bad. I mean, that 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 weather was god-awful at that game. And it, it was beautiful. I mean, I was loving every minute of it. It's the way football was supposed to be played. Browns were coming off the bye, so even more fresh. We mentioned it. San Francisco was due for a loss at a conference loss on the road. Um, nobody's going undefeated in this league. Niners will go back-to-back -back road spot to Minnesota Monday Night Football. Good luck, Vikings. Um, <laughs> especially primetime Kirk. Sam Fran might just beat the shit out of them. Uh, Nick but, Nick Fortune speaking like a true Niners fan, saying the refs helped them the Browns get the W. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, in the second half the Browns did get did get a nice whistle, but in the first half they were screwing the Browns. I mean, yeah. they they they. <laughs> they Somehow the one one time when they measured the ball, like it, it was a first down, but they didn't give it to him. They had to review it multiple times. Like it, they were a mess all day. But yeah, they did get the benefit of the whistle. But that's what happens with the dog. The dog stays in the hunt and he gets a call, a couple lucky calls down the stretch, kick a field goal, and Niners did miss that game winning field goal. But you had a feeling that he was going to miss with how windy it was and just the way that game was playing out. Cleveland, I think we have a fade spot for maybe uh, PJ Ranger Walker next week. They got to go to Indy, who Indy's coming off a loss. So 
I don't know. What do you think? Early lean to the Colts here and a bounce back. And then, uh, I mean, I got to look up the trend of when a double-digit outright dog wins on the money line. I feel like the trend is definitely against him the following week. Yeah, you would absolutely think so. But at the same time, this Colts team did not look that great. They looked much worse than I thought they were going to. So if uh, the Browns can keep that defense playing like they did and stop the Colts rushing attack, I don't know if the Colts have a chance either. Yeah, I I mean, these teams outside of like five, six teams up top are so evenly matched. Like it's any given Sunday, like they said, so. Browns get it done. They hand the Niners their first loss. And, you know, at the time, there had only been one undefeated team. We'll talk about who that undefeated team is in a couple games. But next up, we got – oh, this fucking game pissed me off. So you said, are you going to be crazy enough to take the Panthers? And I did. And I did. And they were up 14 to fucking nothing. And I go, all right, I got four touchdowns to play with. They can't possibly blow the cover. You're up 14 to nothing midway through the second quarter. They're god-awful, man. I mean, that defense is atrocious. I know Miami um, offensively is is explosive, but have some pride. I mean, they even got a couple guys off the injury report. Burns played. I don't know how they didn't cover this. I mean, when you're a 14-and-a-half-point dog and you score 14-0 to start the game, you probably should cover. I think I looked it up. It was like a 92% uh, probability of covering when they went up 14-0. So I, if I'm sure everybody listening is an experienced gambler, but if you're not, this is a perfect thing of when you look at scores and you go, wow, the shitty team is up by that much. Check the line as a in-game bet because you know, they're going to fuck it up. Right. (laughs) Um, It's exactly what I did again. Don't tell the wife I was driving and she's (laughs) sleeping over there. I'm like, I I have to look at this. I have to. (laughs) What was it? uh, at the time, Dolphins were were three and a half point favorites on the live bet at plus one oh eight. If I hadn't been driving, I would have taken four, four and a half, five, like just ladder bet it all the way because I knew that they were still going to win. I thought by two touchdowns, that's where I would have ended it. And yeah, they scored forty two, um, almost forty two unanswered. I think it was thirty five unanswered before Panthers scored again. Just if if something doesn't look right. You, you gotta you gotta at least throw a little bit on the that team that you know is superior to make that comeback. Absolutely incredible. I mean, it was like the Dolphins were getting were it was the first time they had been two touchdown favorites back to back weeks. Uh, it was the second time or, or like it, since like 1980 that a team was back to back favorites, uh, getting 80 percent plus of the money and tickets. Like, yeah, I was like, come on, Carolina's got to cover this for the books. I, I can't lay this. And then they go 14. That's I'm like, oh, yeah, I was right. And then <laughs> just absolute collapse. Team is god awful. I don't know how I'll take them again until I probably do out of the buy. Cause thank God I can't take them next week because they got to fucking buy. So go, go lose the bye week somewhere else, Carolina. I hate you. They have not covered a number all year and they haven't even got a push. Like, uh, like yeah. the Broncos. So they, they just suck ass. That's, that's, that's my takeaway. Uh, although Adam Thielen is a monster. <laughs> oh, absolutely. One thing to watch with this Panthers team. Um, they just are switching offensive play calling duties now. And I can't remember who's taking it over, but we always kind of see the team do a jump the next game, right? It might be shit the rest of the games, but it seems like that first game that they have a new coordinator 
you get a little yeah. bit of a bump. So um, keep an eye on that coming out of the bye. See how they do. Are you going to make me do this again and take them as a dog against the Texans <laughs> out of the bye? I'll, oh, yeah, I'll take them. Oh, God, I already talked myself into it again. Nobody else will do it. I'll do it. So give me Don't the Panthers whenever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Munoz bragging about three and three. You're not the only one that's three and three. I'm three and three. Uh, Miami's <laughs> not three and three. They're five and one. Uh, big one next week, man. They We're going to find out because they've only played one team that's actually worth the shit. And that was Buffalo, yeah. and they got ran they got ran out of the stadium that day. So they're going to go to Philly Sunday night. I think we're going to know a lot more about these Dolphins. I know I sound like a hater, Mike McDaniel hater, to a hater. I I think they're a finesse team, man. I I don't think that they can win hard games in the cold. I I I think that they can beat up on shit teams like Carolina, the Giants, and Denver in the Heat down in Miami when all the yeah. elements are good and the other teams just have no pride at all defensively. Um, but I think you play a team with a little bit of substance. I mean, hell, New England held them to 24, and we seen what New England's done against everybody else. New England probably should have won that game. Um, I mean, are you buying into the Dolphins as a Super Bowl contender? I'm so conflicted because I think you're probably right on track with that. I think they're a team that, oh, man, against these bad teams, they look like the best team in the NFL. So good. One of the so best fast. offenses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're super fast, but I agree. I think when they play teams like the Bills, like the Eagles that are well coached, um, they have good good defenses, good offenses that can keep up with them. I, I don't know if they're going to do as well. So you're absolutely right that next week is going to go a long way on saying if this team is the real deal or if they're one of those teams that, yeah, they're going to look great when they uh, play those shit teams, but they're going to struggle against good teams. And Nick, Nick pointing out, good point. It depends. They, Eagles have a lot of injuries right now. So that's going to be beautiful. a big factor on that. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't root for injuries, but I hope Jalen Hurts doesn't play in a couple weeks. He can come <laughs> back the next week. Um, yeah, no, the Eagles are banged up. I, I also like, I, I look at a team like the Jets when, when the Dolphins got to play the Jets if it's cold in New York. Like, how do they match up there, too? Like, yeah, the cool ass team with the hard nosed defense. We'll find out, though. Sunday night, that place is going to be juiced up for uh, Eagles Dolphins because you know the Eagles are going to have a big time sense of urgency coming off that embarrassing loss. Yeah, that might be the best game of the year so far. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hopefully, it's better than the Buffalo Miami game that ended up being a router. <laughs> right. San Francisco Dallas. Every time we say best game of the year, the team has True. been a complete route. So, Hopefully we actually get a highly anticipated game that lives up to the hype, not a dud. I mean, best game of the year has been Giants-Bills. Uh, Nobody saw that one coming. So, <laughs> all righty, we'll move it along in the slate. Next up we got – this is the fluke game of the day. I'm saying this right now. This game was a total fluke that Jacksonville won by 17. You look at you look at the stats. I mean, God, Minshew was so bad. Yeah. He was he was so bad yesterday. What did he finish with? He was 33 of 55 for three interceptions, and he probably could have had five or six. And it wasn't even like the Colt or the Jags were doing that much defensively. He was just throwing it to him. He was missing his targets by three, four feet. Um, I mean, you look at you look at the stat. I mean, Jacksonville only had 200 yards of offense and they score almost 40 points. I mean, yeah. that's unheard of. Uh Indianapolis almost has 400 yards of offense. I mean, they had they had more first downs. They, they had more yards per play. I mean, I was I was pissed off on this one because I thought 
I, I was on the cult, so I'm a little bitter that Minshew just completely puked all, all over himself in his return revenge game down in Jacksonville. How about you? Yeah, this this was a little surprising to me. Um, this is one of those that I feel like it's a coaching error. I know it's easy to point the finger when you're sitting here behind a microphone, but yeah, you're down 21 to six at half. You can't abandon the run though, especially when you have Gardner Minshew. They only ran the ball 15 times. You have Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor who, yeah, they were starting to get bottled up, but that's what your offense needs to do. Run the ball, wear the defense out, take some of that clock, let your defense rest. And I think that would have kept them competitive and they pretty much abandoned the run. Um, just can't do that. And coaches have to realize we see it all the time and I get it. I get there's that panic of, Hey, we need to move the ball quick, but it, uh, you just can't do that. They, they should have kept running the ball. And I think that's kind of let, what led to them losing by so much. Yeah, no, I mean, the game completely got away from them, but you know what, man, credit to Jacksonville. They, they came back from London and I thought they were going to lay an egg. Yeah. And they, and they laid an egg against Houston the game before, they went to London. They they have come out and they've quietly won three in a row to get to four and two. They sweep the Colts. Uh, probably should have looked at the flow chart as Kramer said, but I mean, I mean the, the Colts had dethroned the Titans, beating them as, as uh, the flow chart. So I was saying one more time, Colts, did, but they couldn't hit lightning in a bottle twice. So the Jaguars finally playing up to potential. I think I think I'm all over the Saints though on Thursday night though. I think the Saints, it's a good spot back in the dome against the Jaguars. Sell high on these Jaguars. I know we won't preview Thursday, but you got to lean in that Thursday night game between uh, New Orleans and Jacksonville. Super Bowl preview, I do think the That uh, is the your Saints Super Bowl preview, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the Saints get it done in here before the Jags beat them in the Super Bowl later on. <laughs> I love it. I love it, yes. And then Indy, we are to touch on, they got the Browns. It could be a zigzag bounce back. Stay tuned. Uh, interesting line movement early in that New Orleans-Jacksonville game. Jaguars were favored, but, I mean, that thing is flipped, and I'm seeing it as much as three. So monitor the Jaguars' injury report. Maybe there's some injuries um, early in the week Tre because the game's on Thursday. Yeah, end of that game, I guess Trevor Lawrence hurt his knee. He was having an MRI on it. Yes. Um, I think they're saying he's day-to-day, -day, though, so it sounds like he'll probably play, but – that would obviously be a big hit if he's out. Um, though I love this Jaguars quarterback room because they have the the Iowa Hawkeye stud, C.J. <laughs> Beathard. Yes. And then they also have CFL stud, Nathan Rourke. So um, it, people probably remember Nathan Rourke from the preseason. He made an amazing escape from a sack to throw a touchdown. But this guy lit it up in the CFL last year before he hurt his knee. So I'm not sure which one would get the start. I think technically Bethard's the uh, QB2, but could be interesting if they get Rourke in there. I'm a big Rourke fan. Completely agree. Completely agree. Monitor the injury report. We'll see what happens with Lawrence. Um, next up on the slate, the final game in the early window, and I, I'm going to say right now, I thought the Saints should have won this game. I mean, I thought I thought the Texans got, got all the breaks in this one. I mean, they, they outgained them by over 100 yards. And C.J. Stroud throws an interception. <laughs> the Saints guy catches it, runs it back 20 yards, and it gets stripped. So it's a interception that turns into a fumble that's not a turnover. But you got to give the Houston Texans a lot of credit, man. They yeah. they fought. They battled. Uh, the Saints shot, shot themselves in the foot over and over. Two missed field goals. 
but that's part of the deal. The the, the Texans are three and three headed into the bye week. D'Amico Ryan's got this group playing hard. Great win for this team. I gotta say, I I'm kind of disappointed this was on the same time as the Bears games since I listened to the Bears one, but I love watching both these teams. I know they're not necessarily yeah. pretty teams all the time, especially the Saints, but yeah, but they're they're fun to watch, and uh, it seems like they could win any game or lose any game, and I just think that makes it really interesting. Um, shout out to the Texans for starting to turn it around from how bad they were last year. I think uh, it would have been interesting had they not won that last game against the the uh, um, who'd they play? Colts. They went for two Colts. Thank Colts. you. Love it would have been interesting. Yeah, if they had that number one pick, would they have made the same mistake? as the Panthers and drafted Bryce Young. Uh, C.J. Stroud was the way to go, and I think that benefited them a lot. But yeah, definitely a fun team, a young team to uh, keep an eye on. You think they stay in the hunt? So they got a bye week, and then they got Carolina. We already touched on it. You've already talked me into taking Carolina. We'll talk about the look ahead lies at the end. You're making me do it. But uh, are you buying these, these Texans to kind of stay in this AFC South race? I think so. I think they're going to stay competitive. I mean – I do think they're a little bit of a middle of the road team. I mean, they're three and three. It seems like that even line is kind of going to be where they are. But, uh, you know, if they could just jump on the other side of that by a couple games, they could be a very relevant team late in the season here. Yeah. And, and I agree. I agree. I I've been well impressed with CJ Stroud. We'll be interested to see if he can continue to progress with all the film that'll be out on him. I think New Orleans is going to have a big second half. I think they've gotten unlucky in some of these games. They're, yeah. they're sitting at one and four ATS. I think they very well could be four and one ATS. They just, other than, I mean, you take out the New England and Tampa Bay blowout games, every game has come down to the wire. Tennessee, one point win. Carolina, three point win. One point loss to Green Bay. That costs us a lot of money on that parlay. We're not, we haven't, I mean, we're, we're not bitter or anything. That no, only was week three. Uh, and then one score loss to Houston. So, I'm with you. I like the Saints a lot in the second half to start start rolling. They they got to get some more consistency out of David Carr though. Yeah, Derek Carr. agreed. Derek David Carr. Carr was his brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that concludes uh, the one o'clock early slate. We move along into the late window where it was total chaos, and I'm just gonna walk off this mic right now because <laughs> I lost my lock. <laughs> uh, probably the worst beat of the year. <laughs> New England falls 21 to 17, fails to cover the three, has the ball up two or down two. One minute to go. All they got to do is get in field goal range. Mac Jones delivers a beautiful ball. It's going to be Hollywood script. Belichick's going to get him back. They're going to beat uh, Josh McDaniels. Tom Brady's a minority owner. Jimmy Garoppolo started the game, former Patriots quarterback as well. Brian Hoyer's in the game. Jacoby Myers. They got all the Patriot connection. It's going to be Belichick's going to steal the script at the end of the game. Devontae Parker, drop. Next play, safety. Four-point loss. (laughs) And the worst part is they didn't have a timeout, so they had to do a punt, and the game was over. And... Arguably the worst beat of the NFL season outside of maybe the Rams and 49ers week two with the, the walk-off McVay field goal to lose by seven. What did you think of this one, man? I mean, these Patriots are killing us. Yeah, I, I'm not trusting them anymore. I'm not going to say, oh, great bounce back spot. Let's trust Belichick. <laughs> this, you can't trust this team. I, I know it's Bill Belichick, but you can't trust them. The, the defense is too banged up and allowing people like the Raiders to move the ball freely on them. 
And uh, they just, I don't know, they they don't look like a team that's really got a lot of heart right now. And I don't understand that because they were competitive last year, but they just don't look like they have the heart. And uh, they're not running the ball well. They're not playing defense well. And their receivers suck. I mean, there's really nobody that's standing out. Kendrick Bourne every now and then, but it seems like, you know, he's like this, up and down, up and down. So, yeah, this team, I think they're cooked. I, I think they're done. Stick a fork in them, get them out of here. Don't bet them anymore till they can show otherwise or till they go with a different quarterback. I, I hate this team. I hate this team because <laughs> I, I, had, I had them in uh, both week twos or big, both openers uh, against the Eagles and Dolphins. I thought they should have won both, at least the Eagle game. Uh, that they should have won this one. I mean, this team, like you said, has been nothing but bad luck. Uh, I mean, yeah. all the luck that they had for 20 years, now that all of a sudden they're not getting any breaks. I mean, the drop passes, just fluke shit going against them, penalties. I mean, Belichick, how do you let Brian Hoyer, who was your third-string quarterback for about 75 years, I think he was there during the Bledsoe era, that's how long he's been there, uh, like <laughs> how old he is, he comes in and starts carving them up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, man, this Patriots team's bad, but I'll probably talk myself into taking them as a home dog against Buffalo next week. <laughs> if I uh, can get uh, 10, give me 10. Yeah. Do you, do you remember ever seeing – as undisciplined of a team no. under Bill Belichick is that there is this year. Like we've never seen that from him. It, no matter how bad or good they are, there's always one thing you can say. Bill Belichick has a disciplined team and they, they don't this year. I don't know if he's going soft, getting older, going soft. I don't know, but um, they're, they're bad. They're really bad. Yeah. No, I, I, I I'm, I'm so blown away at how undisciplined and how, badly coached they are i know they have injuries yeah. on the defense but so does fucking everybody else i mean you mm -hmm. gotta go next man up everybody's gonna step up hey i mean belichick's done a shit job coaching this team and i'm a i'm yeah. the biggest bill belichick fan i think he's still underappreciated in terms of his career i mean i'm not buying into this it was only tom brady i mean tom brady tom brady was really really good the last 10 years but the first 10 years that belichick defense was so freaking good so yeah. but i mean yeah. Bell, he, he's killing his legacy right now with, the, yeah, with, no with this team. So, uh, yep, Patriots fan, you guys suck just like uh, the rest of us, <laughs> like the skins and bears. So welcome back to reality, buddies. That's right. uh, yeah, Patriots, they got the Bills and Dolphins next, staring one at seven right between uh, the eyes. Um, Raiders go to Chicago. We already talked to the Bears. are going get, to get that puppy done on Sunday. Let's go. Uh <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be Hoyer too. So I mean, we're not going to take Hoyer as a freaking road favorite. I mean, come on. So go he Bears was a bear go. He's a bear for a while, so maybe he's a played. Handle. He's played everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's sixty. He's fifty years old. I'm telling you. I, I <laughs> yeah. swear he was there during the Bledsoe era. So all thirty-two teams. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. He's uh. I, I forget that guy in the NBA, Jamal Crawford, that was played for like every fucking team. So yep. All right, let's move along to the next game. Lions defeat the Bucks, man. I was on the Bucks. I I bought into Lions are due for one of these duds. They they're they're a freaking machine right now. Uh, Jared yeah. Goff, I mean, he covers every goddamn game. These Lions, maybe the best team in the NFC. Mm. They're right there. They're they are right there. I can't say yeah. they're the best yet, but they I mean, are right yeah. there. Um, I just yeah, it's so hard to buy into Jared Goff, or as uh, as Miranda said on our car ride, she's like, gosh. 
because of injuries, I'm stuck between starting Mac Jones or Jared Goof. That's <laughs> like that's that's exactly right. I can't I can't buy into Jared Goof. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they've they've looked good. David Montgomery running his heart out. Uh, I I like seeing that, even though I wish he was still on the Bears. His defense is good. I mean, there, it's hard to pick any flaws, and maybe. Maybe Dan Campbell has the right idea with the, that passion, that feistiness that he has. You know, you kind of you hear him talk and you're like, this guy's fucking nuts. But I think it's working. It is. And I'll tell you who else is working. It's Armand St. Brown. I mean, I thought yeah. he wasn't going to play. I thought he was going to yeah. be out. And then he comes in at 12 catches, 124 yards, eight yards a catch. I mean, God damn. I mean, this I mean, they got James Williams going. I mean, they are. They're rolling right now. They were one yeah. and seven last year. They were one and yep. seven. And now they're what five and one. They finished nine and eight last year. They've lost like two games in the past calendar year. They're the hottest team in football by far, which means we are taking the Ravens on Sunday. Um, because that's how this NFL works. I, I figured this thing out. Uh that is gonna right. be an interesting game. I mean, that that's gonna be another tough spot for the Lions, but the Lions keep defying all the odds and covering every game. I mean, they've covered every game but one, I believe, and that was the Seattle home game week number two. Um, yep. Tampa Bay's got an interesting bounce back. Baker was shit yesterday. No other way to put it. 19-38 for our 200 yards. They got Atlanta coming to town. Both teams desperate for a win. Yeah, after looking so good in the uh, the first quarter of the season there, how do you come back from your bye and look like that? That doesn't make any sense. Um, just make got to make you wonder if the first uh, four or five games there were just a little fluky. Yeah, and you know what? They wore those throwback uniforms, the orange ones that everybody loves. The cream sickles. You, know, <laughs> you, you know what though? They also never they like are the all time losingest team in those uniforms. Like they look cool, but maybe right. we should fade them when they wear those because it's a losing uniform. It looks good. good point. But yeah, yeah. So both teams, uh, Lions five and one, right at the top of the NFC. Buccaneers three and two moving along next up on the slate. Oh, this game pissed me off too. Cause the Cardinals, the Cardinals were out playing the Rams in the first half. I had the ball for 22 out of 30 minutes, Yeah, but somehow we're tied at, at the break. And I go, this isn't good. Um, Rams got it going in the second half uh, cup. Uh, and those guys, why am I drawing a blank on my guy's name? Uh, the the, the freaking new, the, the, the new cup. Puka Puka Nakua, I was I was about to say something else. I don't know why I drew a blank on his name, but it was Cup yesterday, 148 yards. Nakua was more of a decoy with 30 yeah. yards. Um, this Rams team's good, man. I, I think this is a playoff team, wild card contention. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I, I thought their skill players were going to be better than a lot of people did. Was very high on them in fantasy football-wise, thinking that they were going to be a competitive team. Um and I had, but I did have zero expectations that Kyron Williams was going to be able to continue to play at a high level, 20 carries for 158 yards and a touchdown. However, he did have a ankle sprain that I think he's going to miss three to four weeks with. So that, that hurts. They got to have to see if they can get Ronnie rivers going. Um, but yeah, it, this, this team has a lot of, a lot of weapons. And if you think about Cooper cup, Puka Nakua, and even Tutu Atwell, this is a this is also a fast team that they have very good pass catchers. Um, I, Puka and Cup not necessarily like speedy like Hill and Waddle are, but they run very excellent routes. They always can get themselves open, and they're almost a sure thing to catch the ball when you throw it their way. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do down the stretch. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I, I like I like I like this Rams team. Uh mm-hmm. the Cardinals have gotten screwed in the schedule. They're gonna play back to back road games here with the Seahawks. That means they will have played the Niners on the road, the Rams on the road, and the Seahawks on the road all within the first third of the season. So I guess schedule gets soft down the stretch. I guess they can't play themselves. Uh <laughs> the covering machines have kind of run out of gas, looks like. Yeah. Yeah, they, they look like such a feisty team and they're they're still a little feisty, but the, the Josh Dobbs magic that we saw at first, it's just not going as well anymore. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll look to take him if we can get him, start getting him at like a 10, 11 point dog again. But yeah. Anything at like a touchdown now, we gotta fade them. They're they're they just don't have the horses. They don't have the talent, man, to to compete with these teams that are actually starting to roll a little bit. So yep. Rams got the Steelers coming to town. Steelers will be coming off a bye. That'll be a home game for the Steelers in LA. Because there's no Rams fans in LA. Uh, Cardinals go to Seattle. Next up, final game in their late slate. This one was a thing of goddamn beauty. <laughs> My money line dog of the day, the JETS Jets, 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 get it done against those Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, this is beautiful to watch. This honestly kind of played out like the San Francisco Cleveland game, where Philly jumped out to a lead like San Francisco, but that Jets defense is nasty, man. I mean, they, yeah. they just keep playing and playing and playing. They get so much pressure on the quarterback. Jalen Hurts was god-awful in this game. Uh, finished with three interceptions, and that last one was arguably his worst interception of his career in terms of decision-making. I, I What was your takeaway from this game other than the Jets' defense is elite? Yeah, I mean, we're not used to seeing Hurts make those bad decisions. He's a guy that uh, is a very good passer, and sure, he throws some interceptions here and there, but they're never really on like, ooh, that was a terrible throw. And we saw that a couple times. I don't know if it was frustration on just how the game was going or that defense bothering him so much, but, I mean, the Jets only had 186 passing yards. They had, what, 70 rushing yards. It's not like they their offense stood out at all. This is not because of the offense. This is all their defense carrying this team. Defense wins championships. I saw a thing today. Aaron Rodgers, after 34 days after snapping his Achilles, is throwing the ball. I got a theory on this. Rodgers never snapped his Achilles. Never <laughs> did. <probably> it. <laughs> they, you know, they need him to play less than 65% of the game so that they only send a second to uh, the Packers, not a first rounder. And you know how this is going to go. The, the Jets are staying in it enough. He didn't really injure his, his Achilles, but they're uh, they're going to come back with this. Oh, Aaron Rodgers makes this historic comeback, and he's going to win a bunch of games for him, get into the playoffs, and it's going to be this big deal. It, it, it's, I mean, this, I could write this script. Um, it's exactly <laughs> how it's going to go. And I, I even thought about it. Like when he got injured, I saw all these headlines the next day, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get up after hit and everything. And he did fucking get up. He stood up and then he went <laughs> and sat back down and shook his head. It's like, he did get up. He just knew, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be injured this play. <laughs> Let me ask you this, man. If they do get Rodgers back and Rodgers is actually healthy. Yeah, I think this team can make some noise. Like this defense is freaking nasty, like Cleveland. Um, yeah, and, and I heard Robert Sala say, you know, we played some damn good quarterbacks, and we've made them all look pretty damn average. And he's right. Josh Allen yeah. had four interceptions against these guys. Mahomes looked like shit against them. Um, yeah. he he had to rally and got a miracle cover or miracle, not cover because they didn't cover the Jets. Cover miracle finish on that. Uh, last drive with all those penalties, Russell Wilson looked like shit. And then Jalen hurts. I mean, they have made some 
average or really, really good quarterbacks look very average so far this yeah. year. So he's absolutely right. They got a bye week, then they got the Giants. Eagles got the big one this Sunday night against the Dolphins. So looking forward to that one, man. I can't wait. So uh all right, well, let's go to the finale of the evening. And that's the other New York team that was almost there to pull off a stunner. Brian Dayball from Buffalo homecoming back as the offensive coordinator days. They should have won this game. No, hundred percent. They really should have won this game. I, they, they controlled the line of scrimmage. This team is night and day different than Saquon Barkley and anybody like they, they're not very good, but they are not a bottom team in the NFL when Saquon Barkley is there. Agreed. Yeah, no, they, they should have won this game and not even because that was a really bad call, but should have coached that a little bit better. Like yeah. it's first and goal. Tyrod Taylor is a big dude. Sneak it. Like I understand Dan Jones is already hurt. You don't want to risk another QB getting hurt, but what, why not? I mean, you've won one game all season. You've been dog shit. You're against the bills and you're about to make this epic comeback. Why don't you try sneaking that? I don't understand that call at all. Um, that was just a horrible call. I know he threw his headset after that, but he's got nobody but himself to be mad at, in my opinion. Well, and how about the end of the first half mismanagement where they, they call yeah. a run? I mean, come on. I mean, I know Dayball's getting some heat, and he deserves a little bit, but Tyrod, come on, man. you got to know the situation. You, How long have you been yeah. in the NFL? I mean, yep. yes, it does fall on Dayball in the end, but Ty- Tyrod's got to be better. I mean, he's not he's not a rookie yeah. out here. Um I thought I'm like I'm with you, man. I thought the Giants should have won this game. Um, what do we think about Buffalo going forward? Because they have not looked good all of a sudden in a couple of weeks. I mean, kind of reminiscent of last year a little bit, where it was about this time where they started hitting a wall a little bit. It's injuries, man. Yeah. I think again. Yeah, one hundred percent. the The loss of Matt Milano has just killed this defense. And uh, almost seems like it's taken a little bit of the heart out of the defense or the whole team, um, you know, that you can't count them out because they're such a talented team. Uh, but Josh Allen's going to have those games where he throws interceptions, he makes dumb decisions, or he doesn't get the ball where it needs to be. So they they can't stay sleepy like this or they're going to be on the outside looking in because we've said it before, the AFC is loaded with good teams compared to the NFC. So they, they really need to step their game up and figure this out quick. And and now all of a sudden Josh Allen's banged up at his shoulder too. So yeah. like last year when he got the elbow issue, now his shoulder's hurt again. So I don't know. I thought he's actually done a decent job this year of trying not to take as many hits. Mm-hmm. But, man, if he's banged up again like last year, we saw the that team decline throughout the year. So they could be headed into a similar uh, – Bassett, but I mean, this is the NFL. It is a marathon. I mean, we see the Chiefs all the time. They find a way to win these ugly games. Got to give Buffalo credit a little bit with the goal line stand at the end, even though it was pass interference. But I mean, you're on the road, so that's why you run the ball. Giants get the skins at home and the Jets. They're going to try and write their season one and five. Um, And then the Bills go to New England. So old rivalry. They always like to beat up on New England since they took it. Took it up, you know where, for 20 years from New England. So now they're returning the favor. Jay Mark, let me ask you this. So each year, there's always like a one in five, one in six, one in seven, two in seven, whatever. Like you're, you're more three, four, five games under 500 around the halfway point. Is there a team that's got off to a shit start so far 
that you could see make it a second half run. Last year was Jacksonville and Detroit, who I yeah. think that we we and Carolina we said those teams could go on a run last year at this time if they just yeah. get pieces in, together. Is there a team that's got off to a god awful start that you could see going on a little bit of a surge here in this uh, I guess second third of the season to get back in Absolutely. the race? The, the Bears. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Their schedule does get pretty soft uh, in the second half of the season. Um, and if, you know, Fields was playing really well in the past two games before he got hurt, special agent Bajent could keep him alive. Um, I got to keep some hope with them. But in, in honesty, in answer to your question, I just really don't know. I mean, all these teams that are losing the games, they just look terrible. They don't look like there's any hope of turning it around. You know, your gut wants to say a team like the Patriots and Bill Belichick could turn it around, but we just talked about they're undisciplined. They're playing without heart. I don't, I don't think they can do it. The Vikings, their defense has been god awful, but their offense had been pretty good. But can they survive without Justin Jefferson? I don't know if they can. So it, there's a lot of teams that you just look at them and they're just night and day difference from these teams that are, are doing very well. I mean, we we've talked about it almost each week with power rankings. There's what five to six teams that you're like, Oh yeah, they should be in the top 10. And beyond that, it's just a coin flip. All of us have different answers from six to 10 or seven to 10 because the NFL is just wide open beyond these good teams. There's so much media, um, mediocre teams right now so many teams just playing mediocre and not getting the job done that it's hard to see anybody really turning it around from the bottom right now yeah i'm gonna say it it's gonna be the patriots <laughs> i can't <laughs> okay. quit them i can't quit them <laughs> yeah. uh the steelers were also god awful last year they were two and six and found a way to go nine and eight so there uh, beware like these teams like we're, like these teams are rightfully we're dog shitting on them for a reason they have been god awful but I'm just letting everybody know there is going to be about two teams in this jumbled set. It could be the Bears. It, it could be the Broncos. I mean, I don't – they have looked god-awful, but we see it in the NFL. Teams turn around their season. I'm just not used to not being able to give Ron out. This is usually where Ron is. He's usually 2-60. <laughs> and 60, Like, hey, come on, let's go. Let's win one and get on a run. So you guys can call me crazy. Don't be surprised if a Patriots or Broncos goes on like a 4-5 or five game, 5 out of 6 uh, win streak and gets back in the race. It happens literally every single year. Maybe the Giants. I mean, crazier things have happened. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just wanted to get your take because I was thinking about that today. I'm like, somebody in these, these teams have got awful, but one or two of them is going to go on a run and get back at the 500 and, and have a shot to get to the wild card. So we yeah. will talk about it on Wednesday. But we first we got to, or before we get out of here, Gotta dive into some look aheads and how did we do in week seven? I think we gave out some good value once again. Yeah, let me pull it up here. I just had it. Here we go. Um, so I gave San Francisco out at two and a half. They are now six and a half. Uh Packers at plus three and a half. They're now favored by two. And then Rams plus two now favored by three. So some good lines there. And you gave out Bucks as dogs for some they were dogs for some reason. Now they're two and a half point favorites. Bills were only three and a half point favorites over the Patriots that you say you're going to take now they're nine point favorites and then your skins we're sitting at plus two and a half now they're two point favorites so uh all six that we gave out were they're good value on there now as we have said before they just got to win and uh also I got a couple messages of people asking you know where where do you find these I mean we I find my lines on odds trader right now and it seems like right after the Monday night game 
that's when you're able to jump on these look ahead lines. So just yeah. whatever book you use, keep watching it, especially after that Monday night game, Monday night or Tuesday morning, see if those are available because it seems like they're not available for long. And then by, by the Thursday game, it's, I think they're gone. Yeah. It, it, like you mentioned, there's a nice time window between Thursday and Saturday where you can get them as well before they jump. Uh, the, you know, it's funny, all the three that I gave out, I kind of leaned to the other sides now that we've actually <laughs> arrived at the game. So I've been addicted all over the place. Uh, maybe maybe I'll hit a middle. Skins win by one. Let's go. Uh, go. All right, let's go to um, your first look ahead line. Couldn't talk there. Couldn't think about what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, yeah, also real quick, breaking news. David Montgomery not expected to play against the Ravens. Makes me like the Ravens even more. Um I, I think I would jump on that line right now. But anyways, I'm going to go with Tampa plus 10 right now at Buffalo. We've just said that Buffalo, you know, they're starting to look like they're playing sleepy. Josh Allen might be hurt that shoulder injury. He kind of played through most of that elbow injury, but we definitely saw a different Josh Allen. So getting Tampa at plus 10, I like that. I think that's going to close at least a touchdown or less. Tampa, I like it. Uh, moving along, I'm trying to see. Uh, I mean, we could go there. Uh, I'm pulling. Oh, Houston plus three and a half or plus three against the Texans. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I'm already talking myself into uh, Carolina, but not as a three point favorite. So get over there. Get the Texans at plus three and a half. Um, yeah, I'm. A, I'm that, that's a no brainer. Yeah, I'm going to go against the the grain of who you think's bouncing back again here, but Miami only four-point favorites against the Patriots. I know <laughs> we're going to find out a lot against this Eagles team, but Miami has only four-point favorites against a team that has not played well right now. I know their first game was close. That, that Patriots team is done to me. I think they, they're, they've they lost their heart. They've lost their discipline. So give me Miami by four. That's going to be – that's got to be, what, six and a half, seven by the time that game rolls around. Yeah, at least maybe 10. Um, All right. Well, I'll go to a marquee game. And I mean, San Francisco is only laying one against Cincinnati at home. Give me San Fran. That thing, that thing is going to be four and a half. So that thing will cross over the field goal. Yep. I like that. Uh, My last one, Jags plus one at Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh is a feisty team. But Jacksonville has played really well, and Pittsburgh's got no offense. So when, as a favorite, you don't bet them. They're kind of like the commanders. They're great as dogs, bad as (laughs) favorites. I think the Jags are the favorite by the time the game rolls around. So I'll take the Jags at plus one. Who are the commanders? All right, I like that. (laughs) Uh, Last one, we will go to Lambeau Field, where Green Bay is a one-point dog. I don't think Jefferson's going to be back. I will not take Kirk Cousins as a favorite at Lambeau. So give me Green Bay with Kirk or uh, with with Jordan Love. Um, they always find a way to beat Minnesota at Lambeau. I mean that they that's because one team plays in that soft ass dome, the other one plays at Lambeau. So frozen tundra gonna start getting cold. Give me the Packers there. Yeah, I had eyes on that one as well, so I like it. Yeah. I, I know you didn't give it out because I just couldn't, couldn't bring couldn't, couldn't, get, <laughs> couldn't come off the tongue. So that's right. uh yeah, everybody, that concludes uh, lengthy. I mean, I felt like this one had to be a little dragged out with how chaotic the um, the day was yesterday. I can't talk. Still thinking about that day. I think we'll probably do a mid-season futures look ahead here 
Um, that was the episode last year where you and I were all over Detroit and Jacksonville. And I think yeah. they even Carolina as, as a team. I know they didn't end up finishing it done, um, it but they were right though. there. They were right there to get Tom Br- knock off Tom Brady. Just couldn't get it done. But we were all over those two. So, I mean, we'll have some teams that we're going to buy. That's why I asked the question of as betters. We, we need to start thinking about these teams that could that we want to back in the second half that are going to be seriously undervalued. So, um, you can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac on Twitter. I uh, will be live talking college hoops later tonight. Uh, got the Big 12 going on. Less than a season. The best thing about the uh, college basketball, you can bet it every fucking night. It's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. So, um, Jay Mark, uh, tell everybody where to find you. And what do we got scheduled tonight on Old Fashioned Football, Monday night? Yeah, find me on the X at Jay Mark Football. And follow at Old Fashioned FB. We're doing waivers and whiskey tonight. Start, sit on thursday also don't forget i gotta throw this up here we're running a little contest there we to get go. some reviews winner gets a 25 dollars gift card to the merch store leave a review with your touchdown prop including the odds and the review and subscribe to be eligible and uh yeah we'll we'll look for the uh the longest shot there for a first touchdown can you go back to that real quick yeah does everybody notice who's in the picture there Get over there. It's Calvin Ridley. How fitting. Right. Our hero, baby. He got suspended for a year. So he wants you to subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast Touchdown Prop Contest. Shit, you never know. He may have had a burner uh, betting on it now. He can't get caught two times. He might be out of the league. So he might be having his sister's cousin. Who knows who's placing the bets for him. But get over there. Monday Night Football be here. The freaking cowgirls are taking on the Chargers to wrap up week six. Then we move to week seven. Jay Mark and I will be back on Wednesday to dive into this slate. Good luck with your Monday night football bets. Hope uh, hope you guys win unless you tick those filthy cowgirls. And don't forget to let it ride.